0: Hello, everybody, and welcome down to my basement. My name is Chris, and you're in Sox in the basement. Pull up a stool in my 9-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. It is now time for another White Sox simulated game using MLB The Show 20. We have been doing it each and every day since opening day with stats and breakdowns and box scores and everything you could imagine, including analysis from our good friends over at SoxOn35th.com. So sit back. Enjoy a broadcast that should come in at around 90 minutes, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. Get a feeling for the ballpark and make sure if you're looking for a taste of the ballpark, you check out our fine sponsors, Cork and Carry at the park. 33rd and Princeton, a Southside tradition. Look, I just heard Ditka's closed. There are places that are going out of business. This is serious stuff. And I want my Cork and Carry around when the world goes back to normal. So add them into your rotation and make sure you check them out using Grubhub or direct at corkandcarryatthepark.com. Amazing food, award-winning burgers, pulled pork, nachos, wings, you name it, they have it. Check it all out there. Get some grubs, sit back, and listen to the 29-19 White Sox try to split a two-game series today against the 21-26 Colorado Rockies. This is the last game before the White Sox leave Chicago for eight games, including the first four in Minnesota. Gut check time is on the way. Geo Gonzalez is taking the mound, 4-0. We're 11-6 in May, but 0-3 against the Colorado Rockies. It's about time we won one. Without further ado, we head out to Guaranteed Rate Field. Sacks, Rockies, next. Welcome to Guaranteed Rate Field as the White Sacks go for a split in a quick two-game set against the Colorado Rockies. The 29-19 Chicago White Sox about to take the field against a sub-500 Rockies team that has beaten them. In all three games so far, they've played against each other, two in Colorado and one so far here. And Gio Gonzalez is going to try to change things. Nine starts, 4-0 record, 4.18 ERA. 47 in the third innings in which he's given up 45 hits and 18 walks. It's a 1.33 whip and he has 47 strikeouts on the season. The lefty will take the mound for the White Sox as we are underway with day baseball. It's a getaway Wednesday as the White Sox head out to Minnesota for a four game Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday series leading two to one in their season series against the team they have been chasing all season long in the standings. And Trevor Story will come up and lead off for the Colorado Rockies. He's hitting 346. stands in in the right-handed batter's box. Takes a low fastball for the first pitch. 1-0 the count. First pitch at 110 today. As Gonzalez throws one low again below the knees. This time it swung at a changeup. He took something off it in stories 1-1. One one. Cincinnati leading Cleveland early in their day game. 2-0 in the fourth inning. The Indians having just as much trouble with the Reds as we have been having with the Rockies. During these two game sets against the National League, the wind is blowing in from right field right now. Looks like it's pretty steady, I would put it about eight miles per hour. Partly cloudy skies today. 71 degrees. Two-seam fastball misses low and away, two and two the count. Story, the first batter of the inning, stands in with an even count. Swing and a miss. Gio Gonzalez sits down the leadoff hitter who has been killing the White Sox and all of his previous appearances against us, striking him out as the first victim of the game. And there's one gone here in the top of the first inning. Daniel Murphy, the lefty, stands in, hitting 272. With eight home runs and 19 RBIs, he has an 830 OPS. Murphy, who was a second baseman for most of his career, is now the everyday first baseman for this team. That started last year when he moved into that role. 1-1 1-1 one and one the count after a ball and then a strike taken on the outside corner. Gonzalez working quickly early on in this game. His next offering, swung on and missed, high and away, a four-seamer. 1-2 and two the count. Not a lot of people out here today. Stands look about half full for a day game on a Wednesday. <laughs> swung on and missed. It's in the dirt. It gets away from Grandal. He throws it down the first, though, for the drop third strike put out. That's two strikeouts for Gonzalez to start this game off. Going around the horn, Abreu's over at first, Mandrigal starts at second. Anderson's at short, Mancada's at third. Left field Jimenez, center field Robert. And in right field, Adam Engel gets the start today. With Gio Gonzalez on the mound and Nolan Arenado hitting 326 with a solo shot yesterday. Comes in and takes one low and away for a ball, 1-0 the count. He's only two for 10 lifetime against Gonzalez with two singles and a couple of strikeouts. Inside four, Seymour misses 2-0 the count. Next pitch low, a changeup, 3-0 the count. The 3-0 pitch to Arenado, misses away on a changeup. So walked on four straight pitches as a Gonzalez pitches around Nolan. Charlie Blackman comes to the plate. The lefty, hitting 3-0-2, takes an That's outside four, four, seamer 1-0 the count. He is 6-for-12 lifetime against Gonzalez. And now sends this one out into right field, tailing back. Angles going to get underneath it, turn around and make the catch. He had to go a distance, but was able to put it away. No runs, no hits, no errors, midway through the first, with the White Sox coming up. Antonio Sensatella. Comes out for his 10th start of the season. So far 2 and 3 with a 5.56 earned run average. 45 and a third innings where he's given up 59 hits and 18 walks for a 1.70 whip. He has 30 strikeouts over those innings. The White Sox got runs off him in Colorado. But were unable to win the game. This is the second time they have faced him. Tim Anderson in 328. Stands in as the leadoff hitter. And An outside fastball is taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. The Rockies are 21-26 this season. But without the three games so far against the White Sox, they'd be 18-26. They are 3-0 against us. Unable to crack the Rockies' code so far, is now this one is lifted into shallow right-center field. It'll be caught, hung up there a little bit too long. And Anderson goes down after two pitches. Desmondi Grandal is hitting 304 with 13 home runs and 38 RBIs. He's in the top 10 in RBIs and home runs in the American League right now. He's batting lefty today in the two spot and rips this one immediately over the head of the second baseman and out to the wall in right field. They put a shift on for him with second base and shallow right. Basically two outfielders in right field and he still found a gap and put it out to the track and Against the wall for a single It would have been a double But they have so many players out there. They were right on it So with one out in the bottom of the first inning Rondell's on first base Abreu comes to the plate 11 home runs and 33 RBIs to go with his 271 batting average It's interesting to watch this this year with the acquisitions and the coming of age of some of the White Sox young players. Jose Abreu, the three hitter, is not leading in any offensive statistical categories for the White Sox, but he remains in the three spot. The real question is, how long will that last with so much talent on this team? He really is the rock, but he is not the number one offensive weapon for this team. He's owing too quickly to Sensatella. With Grandal on first after two swinging strikes low and away. The pitch on the way, swung on and missed. He went down on three pitches, swung at all of them. That one was right down the middle and couldn't catch up to it. First strikeout for Sensitella. There's two outs with a runner on first. And here comes Joan Mancada. Mancada tried to bring the White Sox back last night, a no hitter. Goes into the ninth inning. He leads off the ninth against John Gray and hits a double. Down the line. Hitting from the left-handed side of the plate. That's where he is right now as he takes an inside four-seamer, 1-0 and the count. He's hitting 335 on the season. He's broken up a no-hitter in the ninth inning. He was stranded though on third base with the bases loaded last night and the Sox lost it 2-0. Outside four-seam fastball misses 2-0 the count. The pitch on the way. Low for seamer taken for a strike, 2-1. and one. The White Sox have yet to lose three games in a row all season. If that holds up, they're going to get the win today. As they have lost their last two. They took three out of four against Toronto, but lost the last one of that series. And after a day off, Lost the first game of this two game series against the Rockies. This one's fouled off, two and two, the count. With two outs in the bottom of the first, and Grandal on first base. Swung on and missed an inside four Seamer in the zone. He couldn't get around on it. Sensitella strikes out two in that inning. And after giving up a hit, he ends the first the same way as his counterpart, with no runs crossing. We go to the top of the second, 0 0. You're listening to White Sox Simulated Baseball in a full simulated season using MLB The Show 20 and brought to you by Cork and Carry at the park here on Sox in the Basement, the podcast for fans, by fans. Nope. Found everywhere Podcast can be found and always at SoxintheBasement.com. David Dalson, he takes an inside pitch for a ball and then takes a changeup on the lower outside corner. One and one, the count is even right away as Gonzalez deals quickly against the left-handed batter. Now this one's fouled off an inside two Seamer, one and two quickly to Dow, hitting 240. Swung on and missed. Gonzalez sits him down. This is the quickest I've seen him work all season long. His third strikeout comes with the first out in the second inning. And last time out, he struggled. And to me, it seemed clear that something about knowing Michael Kopeck was coming in right after him. Maybe had him a little off in that game. As Ian Desmond stands in and takes a pitch outside for a ball one and zero. Desmond hitting 246 so far. Standing in on the right-handed batter side. Inside four-seamer misses two and zero the count. He's got 1447 hits for his career so far. He fouls off this four-seamer two and one. The next offering. Swung on and missed at a changeup. He took a lot off of that one. He was through his swing before the ball even got there. Count is even at two with one out in the top of the second and nobody on. Gio into the wind. Grondel set up on the inside portion of the plate. And that's where he put it. Swung on and missed. Fourth strikeout for Gonzalez. Second this inning. Two outs here in the second. And like I said... Kopech came up during his last start, was already scheduled to pitch about three innings, and that's what he gave, three great innings. He ended up with a win. Gonzalez could only go four, and he'd already thrown 100 pitches. His biggest problem has been efficiency. So far, he's on 25 pitches with two outs here on the top of the second, that's probably the most efficient he has been to this point. And Ryan McMahon's up, takes a ball outside, 1-0 1-0 the count. The 150 hitter waits the next pitch. Hits the high outside corner of the zone. 1-1 and the count. Gio's working quickly to Grandal, who sets up with his glove low. The ball goes right into the glove, swung over and missed. 1-2. McMahon, the lefty, being taken advantage of. Now he's going to get jam shot. Could be knocked down by Anderson behind second. The quick throw over is not going to be in time. He had to recover. He did not come up with the ball. Instead he kind of slid over it. It was over the bag though, it was a great play to get there. It's gonna go as a base hit. So cancel the post game show. Garrett Hampson comes in though and takes a strike on the inside corner. 0-1 with two outs in the top of the second and now McMahon on first with an infield hit. Gonzalez checks the runner, he's not going anywhere. The pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled off down the first base line, 0-2 quickly. Hampson was one for four with a single last night. Real pitchers duel last night. They just had a guy that didn't give up a hit until the ninth inning. Sox were in that game the entire time. It was a pretty good outing by Dylan Cease. Nine strikeouts and he went seven full. One and two to count now to Hampson. Long pause the pitch. Swung on and fouled off to the backstop down the first base side count remains one and two a pitcher's count the next offering swung on and sent down the first base side will reset swung on and missed a two-seamer right down the middle Hampson can't catch up Gonzalez has five strikeouts through two innings and we are scoreless heading to the bottom of the second inning here in Chicago Aloy Jimenez steps up in the right-handed batter's box. He's got an 873 OPS and a 270 average, 11 home runs, 31 RBIs. The real problem I see is he had six of those home runs in the first week and a half of the season. The power is not there right now, at least not at the pace that I thought it was going to be at. And he's in danger dropping into the 260s with his average after spending some time up around 280. He has been very consistent, though. He's on a hitting streak. I think he's up to 12 games right now. 0-2 the count. Swings on this one. Sends it out in the left center field gap. Let's see if it gets down. It does. It's a base hit. Cut off before it can get to the wall. He'll take the single. The interesting thing about Jimenez is when he was going for the home runs, he was hitting 160. He had six home runs and a 160 average about two and a half weeks into the season. He started taking the base hits and whatever the pitchers were giving him, and the average went up. But he's starting to look more like a 30-home run hitter than a 40-home run hitter, and I think the White Sox are looking for 40 out of him, so there's still work to do as Edwin Encarnacion steps in hitting 259. He's tied for the lead in home runs with 13 with Yasmani Grandal. He's got a runner on first and no outs here on the bottom of the second. Sensitello, the right, he sends one that gets lifted down the third baseline, hooking foul right before the foul pole. Owen won the count. The next offering is fouled straight back off the netting. Quickly 0-2 to Edwin. He leads the team in walks. He leads the team in strikeouts. He's tied for the lead in home runs. In the sixth spot in the order he has been for most of the season. Fouls that one off down the first baseline. 0-2 the count remains. The next offering... Low and away, nowhere close to the plate. He takes that one and two. On deck is Adam Engel. As he checks this one up, it gets away. Jimenez will not advance as it was corralled behind the plate. Count is even at two. Jimenez has moderate to above average speed, but he is not good at stealing bases. This high fastball misses three and two. The count is now. Angle's on deck, hitting 324 in platoon roll action. Full count to Encarnacion after he started off 0-2. Now he fouls back a four-seamer at the knees. That would have been a strike. Count remains full. Edwin has a tendency to reach for the low outside pitch out of the zone in these situations. This time it stays in the zone up the middle for a base hit. Jimenez advances the second nobody's going any further it's scooped up in center field and sent into short the White Sox have the first two base runners on here in the second inning with no outs and Adam Engel comes to the plate Engel's average has been dropping a little bit as of late three home runs and ten RBIs on the season hitting 324 Sensatella checks Jimenez at second remember Encarnacion at first Angle squares the bunt. He's going to pull back. That's a curveball away. One to know the count. So Angle tried to get the bunt down on the first pitch. I don't know if he's going to be looking for it for the second pitch. Let's see what happens. Infield starts to creep in. Angle does not show bunt. Swings and fouls this one back. So he's trying to keep him guessing. He does not show bunt two pitches in a row. One and one the count. Now he squares again. Pops up the bunt down the third base line. Caught by Nolan Arenado. That's a wasted at bat. You come up and you pop out bunt to the third baseman. Somebody needs some bunting practice as there's one out now in the bottom of the second. And the runners are still stuck at first and second base with Nick Mandrigal up at the plate. The pitch on the way inside almost hits him. He dives out of the way. 1-0 the count. It's hitting 294 over his last 10 games after a very slow start. He's at 235 right now for the season. The pitch, inside misses, 2-0 the count. But I'll tell you right now, you got three true rookies in this lineup. Danny Mendick, who spent some time as a starter for a few weeks in there at second base. Nick Mandrigal, who is the current starter, and Luis Robert. And Robert is the one guy that is still struggling. Mandrigal has really caught on. And Mendick has not done that bad in his rookie year. This one's lifted down the third base line, tailing towards the pole that is gone! Nick Mandrigal hits his first Major League home run into the White Sox bullpen, about four feet inside the pole down the third baseline, 359 feet out of here at 100.9 miles per hour. When you look at the exit velocity, Jimenez and Encarnacion score. They wait at the plate and it's like they're giving a high five to their kid. Mans with his first home run makes solid contact here, barrels it up, and yanks it down the line. It was curving the whole way, but it gets over the wall in the corner and bounces around in the bullpen area. They're giving him the silent treatment now on the bench. It's his first major league home run. Now they're gonna get up and give him a hug. And congratulations to Nick Mandrigal, who's really starting to put it together here in the last 10 to 11 days with the White Sox, good for him. Here's a guy we're looking to see if he can get it put together, Luis Robert. 188 average with three home runs on the season and 14 RBIs, an OPS of only 5.56. The White Sox lead this game three to nothing with one out here in the bottom of the second inning. On the Nick Madrigal three-run home run. A low inside slider taken for a strike, one and one the count. Over his last seven games, he has a couple of doubles. He has shown some flashes. He now lifts this one into shallow right center field. It's actually gonna drop and roll in between the defenders. He's got speed. He's rounding second and going for third. The throw comes into the relay man. Over to third base, he is safe with plenty of time to spare. Luis Roberts sees Nick Mandrigal hit a home run. He hits a triple right after him. And Sensatella's in trouble as the White Sox bottom of the order is taking advantage. Tim Anderson's going to come up now with one out. Only out of the inning is the angle bunt. The bunt seems like it was ill-advised. A walk, a single, the pop-out bunt, the three-run home run, the triple. It's three to nothing with Robert on third base with one out here in the bottom of second, and Anderson takes an inside fastball for a strike, 0-1, the count. And his job really is just hit this as hard as he can and try to score that runner. Outside changeup misses one and one. That was close. Low and away, though. Sensatella, we got a few runs off of him in Colorado. But I thought the White Sox left a lot of men stranded. In fact, that was the the problem that day. They had something like 13 or 14 base runners that were left on base in that game only got two across the plate this one is lifted out in the center field we'll see if Robert tags it'll be caught he's going to tag up and go home the throw comes in weakly to the wrong side of the plate up the first baseline he is safe a sacrifice fly out for Tim Anderson and the White Sox lead four to nothing as Luis Robert comes across the plate a four run second for the White Sox and this is a fun team to watch as Yasmani Grandal steps up one for one with a single in the first inning. He went 0 for three yesterday, but pretty much everybody was an 0 for yesterday. It was a no-hitter until you got to the ninth. He walked in the ninth inning. They got the shift on for him. Stories behind second base. Hampson's out in shallow right field. Arenado's over at short. Fouls this one off, 1-1 one and one the count. 25 pitches for Sensatella. 16 were in the strike zone, but he gave up four runs. White Sox hitting them when they had the opportunity. A slider low and away catches the zone, one and two, the count. With two outs here in the bottom of the second. The pitch. Inside, he hits Grandal on the shoulder. He winces, but he's going down to first base without a word. He has no intention, I think, of hitting Yasmani Grandal there. He's just trying to get out of the inning. He had two strikes on it, too. Abreu comes to the plate 0-for-1 with a strikeout in the first. He struck out on three straight pitches. Abreu's going to have a word with the umpire. He didn't like the fact that his teammate got hit. Grandal didn't say anything. is about to throw his 40th pitch of the game here with two outs in the bottom of a second. With Grandal on first and four runs already in, and that's a curveball down the middle taken for a strike. 0-1 the count. Abreu 0-for-3 with a walk last night. 0-for-1 in this game with a strikeout. The pitch swung on and lifted out into center field. I don't think this will have the distance. It'll be caught two feet in front of the track in the batter's eye area. The White Sox end the inning on the flyout, but they got four runs behind. A three-run home run from Nick Madrigal. We lead it 4-0 going to the top of the third inning. Welcome to the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. And here on the top of the third, Dom Nunez, the catcher, hitting 186, batting lefty, will stand in as Grandal sets up on the outside portion of the plate. And the first pitch is there, but grounded over to second base, quick flip over the first. One pitch, one out here in the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. There was a lot of rain over the weekend. A ton of it. We all know about that. And it was amazing for me to read So many things just here on the local Evergreen Park Facebook pages where I live. Mount Greenwood pages, Beverly pages, the amount of people without anybody prompting them to do so. Suggesting the friends and random people on pages. Hey, I got some work done with family waterproofing solutions, and we're dry as a bone, and I used to get water all the time. That's unsolicited stuff. And I was reading it, I'm like, I was proud that they're one of our advertisers. That was amazing to me. Details coming up here halfway through the inning. Everything from sump pumps, they're gonna advise you on your window wells, they're gonna take a look at your cracks, everything can be done over the phone with like FaceTime or Messenger or Zoom or whatever you wanna do. They can do the estimates, they can do it safely, they can keep you and your family safe. Veteran owned, female owned, family owned, socks in the basement, deals, ask them about those. It's incredible, you get like 20% off depending on what day you get the work done. It's It's amazing. Veteran and first responder organizations get a portion of the proceeds from your job There's a 2-2 count out of Trevor story with one out here in the top of the third inning details coming up about family waterproofing solutions after this half inning Gonzalez into the line the lefty delivers this one's in the dirt bounces in ball three the count is full with Daniel Murphy on deck and One out here in the top of the third the Sox have lost their last two games the twins have taken advantage and have extended their lead and look like they're winning today, I believe, and I'd have to check the math after the game and make sure you check it out on Sox on 35th. If the Sox win today and the Twins win, or a loss and a loss, if everything stays even, the best of the White Sox would be is two and a half games back going into Minnesota. If the Twins lose and the Sox win, it'd be a game and a half back because this one is sent out to right field for a base hit. And of course, if the Twins win and the Sox lose, We could be sitting three and a half back Going into a four game series And I think everybody had this circled as We've been a game or two behind these guys the entire time We want to go make a statement Story's on first now With the base hit and Murphy fouls off the first pitch Owen won the count Trevor Story's got speed He's stolen two bases against Grandal this season Owen won the count Gonzalez checks the runner pitch out Nobody going One and one the count As Grandal's going to throw it back So they're very aware of Trevor's story. He has been going a lot this year. Inside pitch, fouled off down the third base line. That was close. One and two the count. Gio's going to look over at the runner. The pitch on the way. Sent out to center field. It's dropping quickly. Robert, unable to make the play. It bounces in front of him. He almost caught that. He was lucky it didn't get by him as he kind of Dove for it, but knocked it down. That is a 14-game hit streak for Daniel Murphy. It's first and second. With one out, Nolan Arnado comes to the mound, and they're going to go out and have a conversation real quick with their pitcher. Arnato is very good against lefties. In fact, if you look at his splits, he kills lefty pitching. Now, you know your starter's going to have to deal with him. You can't do anything about that. But when he's got two on and one out, he already hit a home run against you in this series, and he hit one against you in Colorado, he's got your number right now. You got the four-nothing lead, but you don't want things to get out of control, and Don Cooper is done talking now, and he's gonna let Gio go back to work. They just wanted to know how they were gonna approach the 326-hitting Nolan Arenado. If there's one guy who's hotter right now over the last 10 days in Major League Baseball, it's Yasmani Grandal, and they're both neck and neck with the stats. First offering, swung on and missed, a changeup away, 0-1 the count. Now Arnato is very good against lefties, but only 2-for-10 against Gio Gonzalez in his lifetime coming into this game. The 0-1 pitch, check swing on a 12-6 curve ball, taken for a ball, 1-1 the count, it was low. You got speed on second, not a lot on first. Here comes the pitch, swung on and fouled off, 1-2, a pitcher's count. With one out here in the top of the third and the White Sox leading four to nothing. Gonzalez now up to 50 pitches. That efficiency going out the window. Swung out and missed though. He gets him. Change up low, below the knees. Another strikeout for Gio, that's his sixth. Charlie Blackman will come up the lefty with two outs now and two on. He's 0 for 1 in this game. The matchup you would think would favor the left-handed pitcher in Gonzalez. First pitch inside misses 1-0 He won the National League batting title back in 2017 Charlie Blackman is no slouch Every year I try to acquire him in fantasy baseball The guy I play with never accepts the deal No matter what I offer him 1-1 one one on a swinging strike With two outs here in the top of the third You would think Charlie Blackman was the next coming of Willie Mays This guy will never let him go a high four-seam fastball, two and one, as that's taken for a ball. Story's on second; he has speed. Murphy's on first. Foul back into the face mask of Yasmani Grandal, and a changeup down the middle. He takes a moment to adjust. The count is even at two. The sign down now. The Gonzalez in the pitch swung on and missed. It hits the dirt, so Grandal goes down to first. That is the seventh strikeout for Gio Gonzalez through three innings. And the Sox lead four to nothing. Get your pen and paper out. Make sure you don't get flooding anymore in your basement. We'll be back. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran owned business and a female owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. The Chicago White Sox are in the top five in runs per game, average, on-base percentage slugging home runs and stolen bases in the American League they're also in the top five in all of Major League Baseball in all of those categories with the exception of on-base percentage where they're sixth this is a good offense and it's led by Yohan Moncada among others who stands in in the left-handed batter's box to lead off the bottom of the third 0 for 1 he takes a high fastball for a strike at 96 miles an hour 0 and won the count Mancada has become very selective at the plate He is not afraid to go down 0-2 He waits for the pitch that he wants And only starts protecting after two strikes 1-1 one one the count Swung on and fouled back A four-seamer high in the zone 1-2, he just missed that one Outside pitch sent down the third baseline A shift was on, Arenado gets over and stops it Before it gets into the outfield But it's an infield hit As he was set up over at shortstop Remember, last night, that shift is the reason why Moncada breaks up the no hitter. I'm still shocked by the amount of times we see teams do it. Not everybody's doing it against him, but the teams that do, he constantly sends that ball down the third base line and takes what the defense is giving him. I've never seen somebody beat a shift better than Joan Moncada is doing this year. And I think it's ill advised for teams to think they can beat him with a shift. 1-0 now to Aloy Jimenez, who's 1-1 one one in this game. He swings and misses at a four-seamer, high and tight. 1-1, one one, the count is even with Mankata on first base and no outs here in the bottom of the third. Minnesota leading 3 to nothing over Baltimore at home in the sixth inning. This one is sent deep out to the center field, way back. He's going to get to the wall, look up, and jump for it. Let's see what happens. He makes the catch at the wall. A leaping catch in center field. Takes away what looked to be a home run from Aloya Menes. He gets robbed. Mankata remains at first. There's one out here in the bottom of the third. I thought that baby was gone. It would have been if not for an amazing jumping catch by Charlie Blackman out in center who generally is over in right field but has played a lot of center over the years for the Rockies and with Tapia out today and Desmond in. He's moved over to center field and makes a great play going up and over the wall. It might hit the top of the wall looking at the replay. but It was a heck of a ball and a heck of a catch. Now ground ball to second base. Diving play by Hampson. He is going to get the play over at first off of Encarnacion but the runner is going to advance to second. No way he can get two there. moncada's over at second base now with two outs in the bottom of the third. And Adam Ingle comes to the plate. He popped out on a bunt down the third baseline line. Arnado. Last inning. moncada leads off of second with two outs here in the bottom of the third inning. And the White Sox leading four to nothing. First pitch to Angle Ripped down the third baseline. Foul. Owen won the count. 52 pitches for Sensatella. Here in the bottom of the third. So both pitchers. Pretty much sitting at the same amount of pitches at this point. Gio had been very efficient, but he had to work last inning. Yet to give up a run, though. Carlos Estevez already warming up the righty, and long reliever for the Rockies is warming up here in the bottom of the third. 1-1 the count to angle. Moncada with a lead. The pitch on the way. Swung on and ripped in the left field. Moncada's going to make the turn. He will hold. Good thing he did. That's a dart thrown in the home plate he would have been toast gets in between Arnato and story and in the left field it's a base knock for angle And here comes nick mandrigal he's one for one with a three-run home run he's got two on again he takes a low curve ball that drops below the knees one and Two outs bomb at the third runners at first and third angle at first mancada at third mandrigal at the plate Throw over to first base. Engel's back safely. Count remains one and zero. It would make sense for Engel to try to go here and put some pressure on. He does have a big lead. Inside four seamer taken for a strike. One and one the count. Engel with a lead over first base. They keep looking at him. Now the pitch. Inside ball. Two and one the count. To Mandrigal. The next offering on the way, swung on and sent down the third base line. The count is even at two, with two outs here in the bomb in the third inning. Sensitella checks the runners, gets the sign, and delivers. Sent down to third base, a chopper. Arnato's too good of a defensive third baseman to let that give him any trouble. He throws out Madrigal easily. The Rockies escape, but the White Sox still hold a 4-0 lead, going to the top of the fourth. David Dow, 0-for-1, stands in, the left-handed hitter. Here in the top of the fourth inning, Gonzalez starts the inning with 56 pitches and throws an outside changeup for a ball, 1-and-0. They're gonna shift him with Anderson behind second, Mancado over at short, and Mandergol in shallow right field. The next offering, low and away, swung on and missed, 1-and-1. The thing that I hate about the shift is, and this is what Mancado does, and what all smart hitters should do. You see them shift you, wait for the outside pitch, and put that thing down the line. Now, Gonzalez gets a swing and the miss on the outside corner, but if he would have made contact on either one of those and tried to just tap it, he's on base. It's one and two, though, now. The next pitch, low and away, in the dirt, two and two. He's working him away, and if Dahl just went with what the pitcher was giving him, the shift would be negated. Now he swings and misses at a changeup, low and inside, and he's gone. Another strikeout for Gonzalez. It seems elementary when we talk about it. But most batters don't do it. That's why I enjoy watching Joan Mankata beat up the shift constantly. Like how he broke up a no-hitter last night and got a base hit today. One out, top of the fourth. Ian Desmond comes up. He's 0-for-1. The pitch from Gonzalez swung on and missed a four-seamer high in the zone at 90 miles an hour. Owen won the count. Now in the seventh inning, Minnesotos open up a big lead. Nine to nothing, they lead Baltimore. Miguel Sano just hit his tenth home run. So the Sox need the win just to stay within striking distance. Even if they took three out of four, they would not take first place. I don't think that matters much at this point in the season as that one swung on and missed one and two the count. You're going to face them the weekend afterwards here at the ballpark. Just try to win the series. That's what I want them to do. High and inside, two and two to count. Gonzalez working quickly against the righty Desmond. Throws one outside for a ball, three and two to count as full with Ryan McMahon on deck. Geo throws high and walks him with one out. Puts him on with a high fastball, nowhere near the zone. And Ryan McMahon will come up. He's DHing today although he's capable of playing first and second. He's one for one, and only hitting 190 on the season. He's got a runner on first base with moderate speed and an inside oh, changeup there. misses, one to oh know the count. Got three RBIs in his last three games. Here's a guy who was a prospect for a couple years. They keep waiting for him to bust out. The Rockies are sticking with him still though, as a guy they hope can still contribute. And that's why you can't get too upset about Luis Robert's start to the season. We've seen Moncada start off badly. We saw Aloya Menez struggle. They're not struggling anymore. And I think we'll see Luis Robert eventually figure this out. It's 3-0 now as Gio's in trouble. He walked a batter with one out. Now he's 3-0 to McMahon, who should be an easy out in this inning. And he walks him on an inside four seamer. So his last six pitches have been balls. He's up to 72 total. And they're going to go out and talk to him again. Second time Don Cooper has been out there to talk to his starter. 72 pitches with 30 balls and 42 strikes. The shame is the White Sox see a guy who's putting in a lot of effort. He's 4-0. He's got a whip around 1.30. We always say that's about where a starter needs to be to be effective. He's just a hair over it. But he's not going deep into games He's normally a four- or five-inning starter. And the best he could probably hope for today is five innings. And he's not making the adjustment to be a little bit more efficient. I don't know how long he's going to remain in the starting rotation. So the meeting is over. Gonzalez goes to work against Garrett Hampson. Meanwhile, Evan Marshall, I see, starting to throw the ball. And Michael Kopech seems to be stirring out there in the bullpen. This is a fly ball in the center field. Robert underneath it will make the catch, so right after the meeting, one pitch, one out, and there's two gone here in the top of the fourth inning, and I'm sure Coop is telling him, look, you're at the bottom of the order. Here comes Dom Nunez, another guy hitting under 200 on a National League team. It's time to go to work against a left-handed batter here and get out of this inning. First pitch swung on and sent out in the right field, charging in is angle, He will dive and make the catch! Angle catches it in the air, in full dive, coming in, He rolls and shows it to the umpire, snow-coned in his glove. Midway through the fourth, we lead 4-0. A beautiful play by Adam Engel to end that inning. He comes running in. He's not straight in. He's actually running a little bit towards the line as that ball gets over Breu's head. He caught it in the air, complete extension. Snow-coned it, rolled and laid on the ground with his glove up in the air showing the ball to finish that inning. And if that falls in, I think the runner from second base is gonna score, especially if it gets by him on the dive. He could have just played it in front of him and probably held all the runners, but he felt like he could get it and it worked out for him. Now here's Luis Robert who's one for one with a triple in this game and a run score. He's 0-1 and now 0-2 as a slider misses inside as Sensatella continues to pitch for the Rockies. Ripped down the third baseline, hooking foul. Robert went down to one knee on that swing. Now he swings and fouls one off down the third baseline again, a 4 fastball. He's way out in front of these last two pitches. The rookie needs to calm down. Now he lifts a ball that was above his head in the center field. It drops in on a misplay in center. It's gonna be ruled a double. Blackman came running in, feet first slide, it goes off his glove on a bloop. I felt like he was going to get it, he looked really confident coming up and then he showed his glove and there was nothing in there and the ball was standing behind him. Like he gets up and he shows his glove and there's nothing in it and he realizes there's nothing in it and Robert's standing on second base. Now Anderson's up, a pitch outside, gives him a ball. 1-0 the count with no outs here, in the bottom of the fourth, and good speed on board. Next pitch low and away, 2-0. and 0. Sensatella struggling again right out of the gate in this inning. It's only the bottom of the fourth inning he has 66 pitches. For all of Gio Gonzalez's struggles, he has yet to give up a run. Sensatella's given up four, and White Sox are threatening early on in this inning again. Next pitch is away on a four-seamer. 3-0 the count. Yasmani Grandal stands on deck. 3-0 count. The pitch. Checks it up on a four-seamer that just hits the outside corner. Anderson had the green light but still checked it up because that pitch was two inside, but it went for a strike. 3-1 the count. Robert on second. Really good speed. He doesn't need to take third base at this point. He's going to score on a base hit. With no outs, he's waiting for that lineup to get him in. This one is sent out in the right field deep. He may try to advance. The ball will be caught. He will run to third. The throw coming in from third base bounces off to the side. And he's standing on third. By the time Arenado picks it up on the home plate side down the line of third base. So the runner is advanced over. There's one gone. And Yasmani Grandal, who's one for one, stands at the plate in Sensatella. With a runner on third, sends his 70th pitch over. And it's a strike on the outside corner, a four-seamer low and away. He's six for 11. 5.45 average with an RBI against Sensitella Lifetime. Yasmani Grandal awaits the next pitch. Inside misses on a four-seamer up and in. One and one the count. Beautiful day today. It's been rainy, but it's getting nice out in Chicago again. You can see the warmth on the forecast coming. Swings at a four-seamer, high in the zone, and fouls it off, one and two, to Grandal. His job is to try to make contact, try to drive the ball, and at worst, he gets him in with the sack fly. Now he swings and misses at a four-seamer up and in. Sentatella pumps his fist for his third strikeout. He knew that if Grandal could have gotten his bat on that one, he's probably scoring the fast runner Even a ground ball, he's probably off on contact. Instead now there's two outs and Abreu needs a base knock. Two outs, bottom of the fourth inning. Change up, low and away, catches the zone. 0-1 the count. Sox lead four to nothing. Here in the bottom of the fourth. Swung on and missed, a curve ball over the bat, 0-2 as Sensatella, Doing a good job getting through this inning after the leadoff double. Swung on and missed to with another strikeout today. Throw's going to go down to first because it hit the dirt, but Sensitella escapes after a leadoff double by Robert. Robert's got a double and a triple, and the Sox lead 4-0 after four. Trevor story comes to the plate. He's one for two with a single in the second, the right-handed batter. Against the lefty, Gonzalez, who comes out for the fifth with 74 pitches under his belt. Throws an outside two-seam fastball, 0-1 the count. Into the wind, the kick and the throw. This one is fouled off down the third baseline. 0-2 the count quickly to Story, the shortstop for the Rockies. Next pitch, low and in on a four-seamer, 1-2. Gonzalez now gets this one ripped down the third baseline. It's going to be fouled. Moncada actually... Caught it on the one hop behind third base, but it's ruled a foul ball. Swung on and missed a changeup low and in. He sits Story down. Ninth strikeout for Geo. Second White Sox pitcher in the last two days. They have nine strikeouts in a game. Has ceased it last night over seven innings. Gio Gonzalez has done it over four and a third. Daniel Murphy, the lefty, comes to the plate hitting 274. He's one for two in this game with a single at the third. He takes an outside two-seamer for a strike. 0-1 the count. The White Sox got four runs all in one inning behind a Nick Mandrigal three-run home run. It all happened in the second. And as Gio Gonzalez has had his struggles, he's yet to give up a run from the Rockies. Now this one sent out the center field. Robert tailing back. will. Make an easy catch as he pauses right before it gets to him. Two outs here in the top of the fifth inning. Nolan Arnato is 0 for 1 with a walk in the first. He's also struck out in this game. Gonzalez got him last time up. Immediately starts in on him with a 12-6 curve for a strike, 0-1 the count. Arnato has two home runs in three games against the White Sox this year, including one yesterday. Takes a ball outside, one and one the count. Nobody on, two outs, top of the fifth. Swung on and fouled back into the upper deck. One and two the count. The next offering. Misses low and outside on a 12-6 curve, two and two. Folks, we're in the DP3 Tech fifth inning, and in just a few moments, you're going to hear all about them, and then I'm going to back that all up with some other details about the fine work that they do. But right now, I want to get Nolan Arenado. The 2-2 pitch. Sent over to short. Anderson fields it. Over to first. Six to 6-3 put out. Get a pen and paper out and find out how you can impress the boss or fix things for your business right now with everybody working from home. The Sox lead 4-0 going to the bottom of the fifth. New challenges bring new technology. DP3Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today. 312-896-2450 or email info at dp 3 Tech com. Carlos Estevez comes in, 20 games under his belt, 17 and two-thirds innings. He has an 8.66 earned run average. He's more of a mop-up guy for this team, and Joan Mankata is going to come up. As the righty stands on the mound, he will still continue to hit lefties. One for two with a single in the third. And he will lead off the bottom of the fifth inning. You heard about DP3 Tech, and you're in the DP3 Tech fifth. You know, I met the folks from DP3 Tech back when we were first getting going here on Sacks of the Basement a year ago. And it's a Southside business. It is a homegrown business. But they got some really good tech guys behind it. And they've helped out some big businesses and small businesses so far. And they've got this solution they came up with specifically because of COVID-19. And the fact that people are stuck at home. One and two to Mancada as he takes that one low but in the zone from Estevez. The next offering on the way, low and inside. Two and two, the count is even. So when they saw people trying to Zoom and use Facebook Messenger and FaceTime and how businesses couldn't actually interact with each other, they partnered up with Microsoft and came up with their system. Swung on and missed a slider. Moncada goes down swinging with one out here in the bottom of the fifth. And what's great about that ingenuity, and I've been saying this all along, you know, World War II invented plastics, basically. You know, there were were all kinds of advancements. You got an advancement here from DP3Tech. One touch, talk to anybody you want to. One touch, share the document. Very easy. They link this whole thing up with your own existing system. I don't know how you can go wrong. So if you didn't get the information, it's on every show, but you can always skip back on that podcast player and listen to it and get the info, give them a call, or send them an email. See if DP3Tech can help you out. 1-0 the count now to Jimenez on an inside fastball with one out here in the bottom of the fifth and now 2 and now 0 Missed again, up and in. Estevez trying to go inside on Jimenez. Almost hit it out the last time up. It was caught right at the top of the wall. Slider away misses. 3-0. We'll see if he gets the green light with Encarnacion standing on deck. I don't know if you've noticed, but I like to go back and forth on his name. Sometimes it's Encarnacion. Sometimes it's Encarnacion. Like, I change this constantly. And who's really right? He's welcome to come on the show and correct me, though. 3-1 3-1 the count as that one's fouled off down the third baseline. The pitch. Swung on and missed a slider. He went right through that pitch. Looked like he was dead on it. somehow missed the bat. 3-2. Too much movement on that one. Count is now full after Jimenez was 3-0 in the count from Estevez. Guy with an 8-6-6 ERA. Doing good so far against the White Sox here in the bottom of the fifth. Now this one's lifted out deep into center field. Jimenez puts a little extra on it, and it clears the wall and then some. Hitting the ivy in the batter's eye. We got an ivy shot here on a solo home run for Aloy Jimenez. 426 feet out at 106.1 miles per hour to dead center field. He just missed one to dead center the last time up. This time he clears the wall and hits some foliage. It's that lower level of foliage. I'm not going to exaggerate here. He didn't get it into the bushes. He didn't get it into the next level, but he did hit the ivy on the lowest portion. And now it's five to nothing with Encarnacion up, one for two with a single and a run scored, with one out here in the bottom of the fifth. And he swings and misses at a four-seam fastball, low and away. Owen oh and one the count. The pitch. Away with a four-seamer, misses one and one. Edwin surpassed 1,100 runs scored just a few days ago for his career. As he swings and misses at a slider, he's currently sitting at 1,103 runs that he has scored in his long career. One and two count. Swung on and sent out into deep left field. This one is carrying back to the track. It will be caught. We almost had back to back, but it wasn't enough. The Rockies are finally starting to find out what this offense can do after the White Sox struggled against them in Colorado. I want to say that they scored only four runs in Colorado in their two-game series there, and they were shut out for the first time all year last night. Now Angle swings and misses at one low and away, 0-1. And the next one he lifts out into left field. This one will be caught in about the same spot as Encarnacion's. The fifth inning is over, but not before. Aloya Menez. Goes yard to dead center and hits some foliage. The White Sox with five runs after five lead, five to nothing. Charlie Blackman comes to the plate. He's 0 for 2. The lefty takes one outside by Gio Gonzalez for a ball. That's his 88th pitch of the game. Kelvin Herrera warms in the pen for the White Sox. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on and sent out into right center. Angle and Robert converging near the wall. It'll be caught by Angle. Robert saw him out of the corner of his eye and just stopped. The rookie deferred to Angle, even though that's really his ball. Adam, though, made a nice play. I'm sure they'll talk about that in the dugout. 0-1 now quickly to David Dahl, the lefty, on a low and away pitch that he took for a strike. He's 0-2 in the game. That was Gonzalez's 90th pitch of the game. He's the one guy I don't worry about going to 112, 120 pitches. We've seen him do it a few times this year. When he's hot, you leave him in. He's got a rubber arm. 0-2 oh, the count. The problem is when he's giving up runs and it's only four innings and he's done 100 pitches, then you go, oh, we're pulling him. He's 1-2 here with a five-nothing lead with one out in the top of the sixth. Set out in the center. Robert underneath a can of corn in dead center field. Two gone here in the top of the sixth inning. Ian Desmond comes to the play, 0 for one with a walk in the sixth. And you watch Gonzalez pitch here in this game. And I got to tell you, the, the initial feeling was, three weeks ago, Michael Kopech was going to come up and take his job. He would move into the bullpen. There'd be another lefty. Jace Fry was not doing very well. This one skips off of Abreu's glove. For a base hit I think they're gonna give him a base hit on that one it did hit his glove going into the outfield but it was hard hit a single it will go down as Ryan McMahon comes to the plate he's one for one with a walk the guy who's hitting under 200 has reached base both times against Gonzalez so far and there's a runner on first with two outs in the top of the sixth but the interesting thing is that Gio is the only guy who hasn't taken a loss on this staff His whip is respectable coming into the game at 1.33. He's 4-0. He's another lefty in your starting rotation. And Fry actually started pitching better, so you're not looking for another lefty in the bullpen. Swung on and missed a changeup away, 1-1. And And Kopech comes up, and they put him in the bullpen. And it's probably a good way to acclimate him back in the Major League Baseball after the long layoff and the injury. And it limits his innings. And he's always there in case the White Sox need him. 1-2 and the count, the pitch on the way. Fouled off down the third base line. I wouldn't mind if the White Sox play baseball this year if Michael Kopech starts in the bullpen. Swung on and missed an inside two seamer. He sits him down. Gio Gonzalez with his 10th strikeout. Goes six innings so far with a quality start. It's been a shutout with only four hits. He's killing it today on the south side. Five of a sixth inning, Nick Mandrigal comes to the plate, one for two, with a three run home run in the second inning. Part of a four run second, and a five run game so far for the White Sox. Estevez continues to work for the Rockies, throws a high fastball, 0-1 the count. The White Sox leave after this game to go to Minnesota and get a night's sleep in the hotel before a four game series in Minneapolis. 1-1 the count, and I have made many a trip to Minneapolis and been there when the Sox play the Twins. I've been in the old ballpark, the Metrodome. I've been in a new ballpark, and I'll tell you, the new one is a lot nicer. The better place to watch a game. We've also seen more wins in the new one than the old one. I watched him get swept four straight games in Minnesota. Mandarkel struck out looking. He doesn't believe it. He started taking practice swings after that one. Thought the ball was inside, but you're going to have to go sit down, Rook. You haven't earned that kind of an eye yet. One out here in a bottom at a six, and here comes Luis Robert. He's got a triple and a double so far in this game. I'd like to see the single and the home run for the cycle. I feel like the triple is the hardest thing to get in the cycle. Almost harder than the home run. Because not everybody can stretch something into a triple. It's got to be hit into a perfect part of the ballpark. That's just my opinion. 0-1 the count. Inside four, Seamer taking for a strike, 0-2. He is hitting 500 over his last three games. As he tries to get over the 200 mark for the season. He strikes out in three pitches, though, here. On a high inside pitch, same one that Madrigal went down on. It is a strike. White Sox batters not seeing it right now. Coming out of the hands of the Rockies pitcher. So the first two guys go down looking with backwards Ks in the scorecard. Tim Anderson comes up here in the bottom of the sixth 0 for 2 Swung on and missed a 4 yeah. steamer. 0 and 1 the count Ricky Renteria may be tempted To let Gio Gonzalez come out for part of the Seventh inning only because If you keep your bullpen rested You have everybody Available when you start Minnesota This one sent down the first Baseline foul 0 2 the count The next pitch Low and inside on a changeup, one and two. Swung on and missed. He went for the high and inside pitch, but that was a knockout pitch for Estevez. All three batters struck out against him. He has a perfect sixth inning. We go to the top of the seventh. Sox leading five to nothing. Garrett Hampson will come up and lead off for the Rockies as Gio Gonzalez remains in the game here in the top of the seventh inning. And his first pitch is a strike, a two-seamer down the middle, 0-1. He's got a rubber arm, and with a five-run lead, Ricky Renteria is going to let his starter stay out there with the shutout going. This one's fouled off, 0-2 the count. The 0-2 pitch on the way, Grondahl calls for it high. He gets it high, it's popped out in the center field, Robert underneath it. And there's one gone here in the top of the seventh inning. Dom Nunez now will step up to the plate. 0-2 to the left. He's got a fly out and a ground out. Gio looks in. Grandal calls again for a high pitch. It is high in the strike zone, but it is a strike on a four-seamer. 0-1 the count. I don't worry about the pitch count for Gio Gonzalez. When he's going good, it doesn't matter what the number is. The next offering. Inside, swung on and missed. 0-2. He gets better the more pitches that he throws. And we've talked about that here on Socks in the Basement. Whenever we can get my buddy Dave on, who's been doing the show with me for two years now, because this one's chopped foul down the third baseline. And at some point, if regular baseball comes back, he'll join me every Wednesday as we go back to our regular 30 minutes of socks. But until then, we try to work him in on some games he was on this weekend. as that one misses high and inside, one and two. The next offering, chopped to first base. Abreu's going to scoop and throw over to Gio, who covers first. Two gone here in the top of the seventh inning in a 5-0 game. Trevor Story will come to the plate for his fourth at bat against Gio Gonzalez. He's one for three with a single in the third. The righty facing the lefty, Gonzalez, with the pitch on the way. Sent down the third baseline, foul into the stands. 0-1 0 won the count. Gio into the wind and the pitch. This one's down the third baseline. Foul again. He's way out in front. But he's 0 2. Let's see what Gio does here. He tries to go low and outside. Storey doesn't reach for it. One and two the count now. Two outs tap of the seventh. Sacks lead five to nothing. Goes outside again and misses two and two. He's trying to get Storey to chase because he seemed anxious early in the at bat, but now the count is even. He goes outside again on him on a 12-6 curveball, and Trevor Story's willing to take the walk. He wants him to come into the zone again. Gonzalez looks in. The two-out, 3-2 pitch. sent out in the right field, tailing back towards the wall. It'll be caught by Adam Engel at the track. We're going to sing the 7th inning stretch. Gio Gonzalez, over 110 pitches so far, is midway through the 7th with a 5-0 lead. Yasmani Grandal comes to the plate. 1 for 2. As Carlos Estevez continues to map up for the Rockies, who dropped down by 5 runs before he came in. Actually, they were down by 4. Jimenez hit his solo shot against him. But he did strike out the side last inning, giving the eight, nine, and one hitters for the White Sox. Now two and zero to Grandal as this one misses outside. The Tigers, out in San Francisco, have just started their afternoon game and they're up four to nothing early in the second inning. It's a strike on the outside corner, two and one. The count swung on and missed an inside fastball, two and two, and. Estevez really finding his zone right now against this White Sox team swung on and missed he struck out the last four batters for the Rockies a guy with an 8.66 earned run average yes he gave up a home run to Jimenez but he has been filthy over the last inning and a half here comes Jose Abreu he's got two strikeouts in this game and he's 0 for 3 the struggle is real with Abreu as he lifts this one out in the left field. Can of corn near the line. Takes a while to come down, and when it does, it's the second out of the seventh inning. Two down, and up comes Yoan Moncada, One for three with a single in the third. And a 3.35 average, and he's got nine home runs, 28 RBIs in the fourth spot. Let me tell you something about Joan. That 3.35 average has been so steady this year. This isn't a guy... Who started off hitting 400 and came down? This is a guy who started 0-15 for the season, got that thing to the 330s, and is stuck there now for a month. That's his real batting average. Four-seamer down the third base line, one and one the count. When you can put a guy in the fourth spot who looks like he's going to get you 30 home runs on this pace and hits 330, sign me up every time. One and two, the count on a foul ball on the third base line. I hope he can keep it up. Inside pitch misses two and two, and he's got a very good eye. I said it last year during the 2019 season. Juan moncada has got a Frank Thomas eye. It not a Frank Thomas eye. It's the closest thing to one that I've seen on a White Sox player since Frank Thomas. Inside pitch misses three and two. Remember his first season, the amount of times he was struck out looking. And when they went back and looked at the pitch tracks, he had been called out wrongly on more third strikes than any other batter in Major League Baseball by a wide margin. He swings and misses, though, at a change up here. He was way out in front of it. The inning is over. After 7, the Sox lead 5-0 against Colorado. Gio Gonzalez has 114 pitches, and he's going to pitch to Daniel Murphy here to start the 8th inning. First pitch is fouled off. I don't think he's going the distance. But we've seen him go into the 120s and be effective this season. Only 11,445 in attendance today for Day Baseball on a getaway Wednesday. Outside cut fastball misses. Two and one. Don't see him throw that very often. The two one pitch on the way. Misses Low and away 3-1 with Arenado on deck. Now Arenado's good against lefties. I deduce that Gio's here to go up against the lefty Murphy before they go and get a pitcher. Swung on and sent over to second base. Flipped over to first by Mandrigal. The 4-3 put out. And they're going to head out to the mound right now and go get their pitcher. Gio Gonzalez goes seven and a third innings. A brilliant game for him today shutout baseball they're going to come out and get him and the fans are going to get up on their feet give him some applause through just under 120 pitches he comes off to some applause here in the ballpark a wonderful game for him so far and now Kelvin Herrera will come in and he will pitch to Arenado and take over with one out here in the eighth inning. He's got 19 games of 21 and two-thirds innings. 5.40 earned run average. 20 strikeouts to 9 walks. Righties are only hitting 118 against him, but lefties are hitting a whopping 365. He's 0-3 on the season, which shows he has given up some leads. And unfortunately, after a hot start to the year, If you look at the White Sox, after Jimmy Cordero was sent down and Michael Kopech came up, their mop-up pitcher at this point is Kelvin Herrera. Not Carson Fulmer, it's Kelvin Herrera. And the first two pitches are outside for balls 2-0. But it makes sense to see if Herrera can do the job here because this one's fouled off down the first baseline because you want everybody you can to be fresh for Minnesota in a big four game series starting tomorrow in the Twin Cities. Sent out in the left field, Jimenez is gonna camp underneath it near the line and make this catch about five feet before the track starts. Two outs here in the top of the eighth inning. Gio Gonzalez gives up four hits and three walks over seven and a third. 119 pitches with 10 strikeouts and no runs crossing the plate. That has got to be his best start of the season from Gio Gonzalez. And now Herrera jams the next batter. Blackman sends it out in the center field. Roberts underneath it makes the catch easily. A little spin move, and he heads into the dugout. We go to the bottom of the eighth inning with the Sox up by five, looking for more insurance, and Jimenez will lead it off. Yario Diaz, 23 and two-thirds innings, over 20 appearances, 6.46 earned run average, 0-1 record 22 strikeouts of 17 walks and opponents hitting 265 against him Righties and lefties are separated by only a couple of points And he will come in to pitch for the Rockies against the 2-for-3 Aloya Menes he has got a solo shot into the Ivy in center field today and takes it inside for Seamer, 1-0 and the count Got a lot of compliments yesterday. Several people reached out and said they enjoyed the end of that game even though the White Sox lost. Look, I enjoyed it too. I got off the bar stool and was standing there for most of that inning. And I had fun. I miss baseball. I miss sitting in the stands and watching baseball. This sucks. And I just really hope and pray that I'm going to get to sit down and watch baseball in 2021. Because I don't feel like I'm going to get to see it this year, and I'm miserable about it. But hopefully, we can give you the experience either through the season or until Major League Baseball comes back, although I don't have great confidence based upon what I'm hearing from the players and the owners at this point. Three and one count to Aloy Jimenez. Inside pitch is a ball, a slider. He'll walk down the first base. Runner on first. And you know what my, if for some reason we don't play, you know what my great hope is? My great hope is one day to sit in a bar and listen to somebody talk about the great season in 2020 that one of these players had because they were listening to our broadcast. I would get a kick out of that. I really would. And then I would buy the guy a beer for listening. Diaz throws one outside to Encarnacion, who's one for three. Got a runner on first and Jimenez with one out here in the bomb of the eighth inning. The next offering on the way hits the outside corner one and one. Brian Shaw and Wade Davis, righties, warming up in the bullpen for the Rockies. White Sox have no movement. Kelvin Herrera is expected to come in and finish this out in the ninth inning with a 5-0 lead. Inside almost hits Encarnacion. Two and one the count. Dove out of the way there. Unless something spectacular happens, the Twins are going to win their game. I believe we will be two and a half out with a win today. Going into a four-game series, Jimenez leads off a first. He doesn't go on a slider, catches the outside corner, two and two. The count is Yario Diaz. Takes his time on the mound. There's 11,000 and change here. They want you to hurry up, Yario. It's day baseball, and they're day drinking on a Wednesday, and they want to get to the bars. If I were out at this game, man, I'd be sitting at Cork and Carry. Right after this game ended. As this ball gets away, Jimenez down to second base. There's going to be a throw. It's not in time. The count is full. A wild pitch at his rule. There's a runner on second with no outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. They're going to have a quick discussion, catcher and pitcher. I love day baseball on a weekday. Go to the game. Get out. People are getting out of work. You're three sheets to the wind. You're walking down the street and going to a place like Cork and Carey. You're sitting down. You're getting yourself a, I love the Latino burger. With the with the uh, the guac on it And the, the spicy cheese Oh, it's amazing The chorizo, that's what it is I got the chorizo on that Swung on and missed by Encarnacion he strikes out, there's one out here in the bottom of the eighth That thing's amazing I was on keto I had that without the bun It was still incredible Absolutely amazing Adamingo comes up with one out And a runner on second Pops this one back, foul Into the upper deck, behind home plate 0-1 the count this is the kind of day, man This is the kind of day you come walking in And the wife and the kids are looking at you And you're like, what are you looking at? Well, it was Amazon ball game That's what it's like Like yeah, in a fun way and You sit down, you veg out in front of a stupid television show Or you grab up the wife And you head out to the bar And you let the 14-year-old daughter Like I would do Watch the other two kids Make it an impromptu Wednesday party day One and two the count outside pitch misses 2-2 two and two, and I'm going to miss that the most this summer I'm going to miss that the most and I'm really hoping at some point we start to find a way to allow bars and restaurants to open up with some social distancing this one's ground out in the left field first and third now with one out talking to a bar owner I know not, to, not the folks over at uh, Cork and Kerry talking to another bar owner I know talking about how they were going to use like plexiglass like hockey glass right down the middle of their bar with little slots where they can slide the food and the drinks through mask and gloves and then little partitions so one two or three people can stand in that little partition got the idea from looking at bars back in the Spanish Flu tell me how that isn't as safe as going into a Target right now or a Home Depot when there's like a thousand people in there so it'll be interesting to see what happens this summer 0-2 0-2 to Mandrigal. This one's lifted out in the left field. It is going to be caught. Jimenez is going to try for home. The throw coming in. He is burnt at home plate. It was a shallow fly ball. I think that send was because you're up 5 to nothing. You're like, what the heck? So a fly-out throwout ends the 8th. And we go to the top of the ninth inning. And Kelvin Herrera will try to end this game. David Dahl at the plate. The lefty 0-3 in the righty Herrera we got the last two outs of the eighth inning. Stands in and throws the first one on the outside corner for a strike. 0-1. And I'm rooting for Kelvin Herrera here. I want him to not let anybody cross. And to get those numbers to be a little bit more respectable. I think he's a better pitcher than what he's showing. Two years ago, Kelvin Herrera, good stuff. Last year, ugh. This year, up and down. And he's one of those guys I'm rooting for as we watch these games. Misses outside, one and one now to Dow. The next offering, inside strike four seamer catches the corner, one and two. White Sox trying to get the split here. Go to 11 games above 500, and within striking distance as they head to Minnesota and face the first-place Twins. That one's fouled off down the third base line. The one-two pitch. Swung on and missed on an inside fastball over the hands. Nice pitch by Herrera, very wicked. He let that fly with some oomph, put a little extra on it, and burned Dow at the plate. There's one gone here in the ninth inning. To the plate, Ian Desmond, the righty, is one for two with a single in the sixth inning. Takes an outside four-seamer, 0-1 the count. Desmond generally starts against lefties, sits against righties. We know this by looking not only at their scorecards and the media kit, but also we've played this team now four times counting today. We've had two with a righty on the mound and two with a lefty, and we've seen the way that they set up. This one's fouled down the right field line, caught in foul territory by Adam Engel as he crashes into the stands. The fans... (laughs) Lose it for Adam, selling out with a 5-0 lead to get the second out of the ninth inning, and Ryan McMahon comes to the plate and takes an outside two-seamer. You know, not every player would sell out with their body when you're up by five, and it would just be a foul ball, and he went all out and crashed into the rail. Now, this one sent out to the left center field gap, tailing back Jimenez underneath it, and this ball game is over. In the left center field gap, Jimenez catches it well before the track. The White Sox take this game five to nothing, shutting out the Rockies the night after the Rockies shut them out two to nothing. We finally break the Colorado code after losing three to them this year. The White Sox are back to being 11 games over 500. They're lighting up the fireworks. And we are going to pack our bags and head out on an eight game road trip minnesota for four and baltimore for four before coming home here next weekend for the minnesota twins yet again it is going to be a fun next week or so for the chicago white sox and their fans and this team hopefully is primed and ready to go they have yet to lose two games in a row they avoided that today with this win Gio Gonzalez is your player of the game, seven and a third innings pitch, four hits, 10 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts. No runs, three walks that he gave up in this game. Andrew Sensatella had a rough game, four innings pitch, he gave up eight hits and no walks, but he gave up four runs while getting four strikeouts. Eloy Jimenez, two for three with a home run. An RBI on that solo home run, two runs scored. Nick Manderville with his first home run of his career goes one for four with a three run tank. Luis Robert with a double and a triple. A run scored is two for three, and Adam Ingle goes two for four, and That fun play there in the ninth inning. Then he got the big cheer from the 11,556 that attended this one on the south side. It has been a fun run so far, stick with us as we continue to bring you White Sox simulated baseball each and every day following the schedule. This White Sox team is now 11 games over 500 and we are almost to that time period where my dad always says, You get to Memorial Day, look at the standings, and you'll find out if your team is good or not. And I think we got a really good team right here. We are heading on the road for a big series out in Minnesota. Make sure you join us and remember the box scores, the series stats, the analysis at sockson35th.com. You got water problems in the basement, family waterproofing solutions. You got the work-from-home problems, DP3 Tech. And, of course, thank you to our sponsors, Cork and Carry at the Park. Go get them using Grubhub or Park.com. My name is Chris Lanuti. You're listening to the White Sox Podcast. That's for fans by fans and found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxintheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement.